0: Have you ever had a day like this? Let's take a mythical look at the day in the life of Accounts Payable. You come in early because you need to get a report to your boss by first thing tomorrow morning. This report usually takes you five or six hours to put together and it's 7.45 so you look like you're good to go. You grab a cup of coffee, you turn on your computer and you start going through your emails. Your plan for the morning has been to take a quick look at the emails, address what you have to address quickly, and then spend a share of your time working on that month-end report. This really needs to be done by 3 p.m. as there's a required monthly staff meeting for all managers at 3 p.m. and attendance is mandatory. So you start off with your emails and five of them look like they need immediate attention. The first is a request from a vendor for a payment status on a payment that was due last week. A quick system check reveals that the processor still has it. The second one is a stern email from a vendor about a short payment. They are not happy about the deduction you took on a broken widget. The next request is an ASAP request from your controller. Aren't they always? For an immediate update on how the AP department is preparing for the 1099 reporting season. The controller wants to review it before forwarding it to the CFO, and the CFO needs this information for a presentation to the board of directors this afternoon. There was a debacle last year where a 1099 was sent in error to the company of the son-in-law of one of the board of directors members, and the whole thing wasn't pretty. So everybody's trying to make sure that they get that handled well this year. The fourth is an angry email from one of the senior managers wanting to know why his expense report has been returned with a note to remove the meal for a spouse that he had included. The manager claimed that working 70 hours the prior week meant he was entitled to take his spouse out for a nice meal on Saturday night. And lastly, and probably most disturbingly, there's an email from the lead processor Who typically goes into the invoice email account and distributes the work, and she's telling you that she's going to be out for at least two days because she has the flow. Hi, guy. I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where we curate the latest business intelligence for those who work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable and payment functions. So let's see how those emails were handled and how the rest of this day went for our mythical accounts payable person. And of course, if you work in AP, you have an inkling of what's to come. So after providing the information about the 1099s to the controller and forwarding the email from the unhappy vendor about the deduction from the broken widget to the purchasing executive responsible, you head out now to visit with your processes. It is now 8.45 and you're a little behind on your day, but you're still optimistic about how things will turn out. You want to find out information on that payment that was due last week and see who on your staff has bandwidth to take on some of the more immediate tasks for your absent lead processor. While you are hoping this whole thing could be accomplished in perhaps 10 or 15 minutes, this was not to be. On your way, one staff member stops you with a question about a complex invoice they are processing. And another demanded to know why they couldn't borrow vacation time from next year in order to take the week between Christmas and New Year's off. That's the week when really no one is supposed to have holiday at the company because it's the company's fiscal year end and the year end is always harried. Also, the company has a strict policy against borrowing vacation time. While well, the 10 minutes spent with the processor on the complex invoice was reasonable, the 20 minutes spent trying to explain the company policy and the fairness regarding vacation time was a complete waste of time. Not to mention this was a conversation that should not have taken place out on the floor. Anyway, by the time you return to the office, it's now 9.15. And after 30 minutes discussing workflow over on who can take care of what, you head back to your office with two small unassigned tasks that you'll have to do yourself. Everyone is pitched in, so you really can't complain too much. However, on the way back to your office, someone from purchasing intercepts you and asks if you could take a quick look at a spreadsheet they are putting together. They say they think that one set of figures that was provided by one of your staff members is not correct, but they can't put their finger on what went wrong. After 35 minutes of trying to figure out what went wrong with the numbers your staffer gave them, you discover that the purchasing person has put a plus sign instead of a minus sign in one of the formulas. When he fixes that, the numbers look fine. My bad, he says, giving you a big grin. You try not to gnaw at him and you get back to your office at 1020. Has this ever happened to you? Feel free to vent in the comments below if you have. We share your pain. So you forward the email regarding the late payment to the processor who has promised to look into it and respond this morning. You quickly take on the two tasks that the lead processor would have normally handled and then you get ready to start working on your reports. It is now 10.45. You have a long shot of getting the work done. You open up the Excel spreadsheet and you have five minutes worth of peace until the processor with the late payment shows up at your door. She's got this look on her face that says this is bad news, and she starts with, you're not going to like this, and your heart sinks. You know she is right. She always is when she starts that way, and today is no exception. The reason the payment sent over earlier was late was that the vendor has not been set up in the master vendor file. Master vendor file at your organizational is handled in another part of the accounting office. The processor discovered that the master vendor file person has been on vacation for one week and won't return for another week. I don't think anyone is setting the vendors up or making changes to vendors, she adds. On average, you get 10 new vendors a week. So there are potentially quite a few unhappy vendors in the offing." Rather than picking up your phone, you haul yourself out of your office and head for the office of that accounting unit. Luckily, the manager is in his office when you get over there. When you pop your head in, he's on the phone, but he motions to you to come in and sit down. I'm almost finished, he whispers. His idea of almost and yours are not exactly the same, and 20 minutes later, he finally gets off. You've risen to leave several times, but he just holds up an index finger to you each time you do, indicating he's almost done. After you explain the matter, He says, that's right, Jillian's on vacation. She'll get to them all when she gets back. She'll get all caught up. When you explain as tactfully as you can that this won't work, he takes exception. Another 20 minutes of back and forth and the reason becomes obvious. He is going to be the person who has to do the work in her absence. Reluctantly, he finally agrees to get the vendor set up this afternoon. This has wasted close to an hour of your time And it is almost 11.45 when you get back to the office. You have 15 minutes now of blissfully uninterrupted work when a little after 12, your boss, the controller walks in and sits down. This will only take a few minutes, he says. You sigh, thinking to yourself, the only time he takes only a few minutes is when he has unpleasant news to share, like the time he came to tell you there would be no raises. Then he can't get out of your office fast enough. Other than that, he and brevity are complete strangers. You don't know which to wish for. Bad news or him wasting an hour of your time. It is the latter, which is probably a good thing. He starts off with an innocuous conversation that he could have asked anyone, and then he sits and gossips and chats for almost an hour. You consider telling him that you need the time to get his report done, but you know that he'll be offended if you do this. So you just you sit and you chat. He leaves at exactly 12.55 as he's meeting somebody in the lobby at one o'clock for lunch. Luckily, one of your team members realizes that you're overworked and volunteers to pick you up something to have for lunch when she goes out. Before we get to the how the afternoon played out, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up, and if you loved it, please subscribe. We produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to payments and accounts payable issues, and Saturdays are reserved for Wordle. So let's see how the afternoon played out. After about 10 minutes of working on your Excel sheet in peace and quiet, the guy with the spouse on the expense report comes in to discuss why you should reimburse him for that meal, given all the extra work he does for the company and how hard he works for it. After you assure him that if it was up to you, you absolutely would reimburse him, even though you really wouldn't. The IRS and company policy won't allow it and he finally leaves. Alas, This conversation has taken 20 minutes and it is now 1.30 and you're really just getting started on your report. You turn quickly back to the spreadsheet when you hear raised voices coming from the direction of your staff. You quickly get up from your desk and go out to see what's going on. Not surprisingly, other people are either edging towards the confrontation or listening attentively while pretending to work. You find that the admin for the executive VP is demanding from your most junior processor that she immediately issue a check and give it to her so she can give it to the executive vice president who wants to give it to a supplier at dinner that night. You invite them both into your office and then calmly explain to the admin that this violates company policy and audit policy on several levels. You quickly check online and see that this supplier is set up to receive electronic payments and that payment is set to go out tomorrow. You share this information explaining that if the VP is concerned about the speed of the payment, the supplier will get their money more quickly this way, even though you believe that's not the cause at all. What you're trying to do is give everybody a way to save some face. For once, it works but not after eating in 20 minutes of your time. When the admin leaves, you then spend 10 minutes trying to calm the processor down. It's now two o'clock. You have no hopes of getting that report completed before your mandatory meeting, so you don't even try. You do triage. You close the office door, hopefully preventing all but the most urgent emergencies from interfering with your work and begin quickly pulling all your numbers together. You won't have time to analyze them, but if you can pull all the numbers, you can do the analysis and that one-page summary tonight after dinner, after you get the kids settled for the night, and that's what you do. At three o'clock, you head off for that all-important staff meeting. At four thirty-five, you rush back to the office. The meeting, which was supposed to take no more than an hour, went into overtime due to a long discussion about Monday night football game, which coincidentally had gone into overtime as well, and a long dissertation by the head of budgeting, why budgeting numbers were so important and it was so important to get them in on time. You grab your coat and a few files and head out for another fun night with AP Analytics. Did I miss something? If I did, please let us know in the comments below. As you can probably tell from some of the issues our mythical AP person dealt with on this typical day, In order to work in AP, you need to know a lot of different topics. We recently did a video on that, which you can watch right now using the link that will appear momentarily on YouTube and is in the show notes below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up, your shares, your subscribes, and your comments. And a special thanks to you from the bottom of my heart, to everybody who takes the time to give us a thumbs up, a comment, a share, or a subscribe.